0: we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here, and this is episode 143 of the podcast, And I'm so glad that you've decided to join me this week. I have been up in the Great White North, up in Canada, uh, for the last two weeks. Got back earlier this week. uh, But I was accompanying my mom on what was a bucket list trip for her. She had never been to Montreal, Quebec. Neither had I. So it was a great uh, joy for me as well. And then we got on a cruise ship from Holland, America. And uh, we were going up the St. Lawrence Seaway and connecting with eventually the Atlantic Ocean, uh, making ports of call as we came around the North Atlantic coast and down Maine and into Boston. And a little thing called Hurricane Fiona happened. And I'm not making light at all of Hurricane Fiona or Hurricane Ivan, which subsequently came through Florida during the week that we were up in Canada. But the first weekend Hurricane Fiona came through and it impacted two of our ports of call, uh, Charlottetown in Prince Edward Island and then Sydney in, uh, in Brunswick, <clears throat> in, in New Brunswick. And, um, and the fact is, is that both of those uh, ports were had no electricity. Both of those uh, places uh, had been hit very heavily by Fiona. So they had to change our itinerary. Uh, we got to go to Saguenay, which uh, never would have gone to otherwise. Uh, but beautiful little uh, little place off the Saint Lawrence uh, River, uh, Seaway, and uh, and then we uh, had two days at sea instead of just one, as we then uh, continued on our journey and uh, ship and our ship went into Halifax, and then into Saint John, and then down to Bahaba in Maine, and then down to Boston, but. Needless to say, uh, during that time that I was away, uh, you all were in my thoughts and prayers, and I was thinking about what is it that I could be sharing with each and every one of you in order to help you grow in your journey of holiness. And so today's podcast is really about what are the things that we need to be about in order to make sure that we have the support that we need to be able to pursue holiness. And it really ties into the four steps of holiness that I speak to um, people about all the time. You know, that daily prayer and meditation, living the life of grace through frequently um, receiving the graces of the sacraments, especially uh, striving to grow in virtue each day, and then abandoning ourselves to God's will. And so today's food for the head, heart, hands, and feet focuses upon those things, but then also uh, some of the things we might not necessarily think about as being important for us to grow in holiness. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and it's so good to be back and know of my continued prayers for each and every one of you. So we'll see you on the flip side. Hello, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here and welcome to the place where you can count on receiving food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. That's going to help inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the road to holiness as you strive to fully become the man or woman that God created you to be. So if that sounds good, make sure to follow the podcast in order to be notified whenever new episodes are released. And if you're currently watching the podcast on the YouTube channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as the bell icon in the bottom right hand corner of your screen. And again, if you're watching, then make sure to go and check out the full episode on your favorite listening platform. So without further ado, our food for the head. And it comes from St. John Christodom. And he writes, A friend is more to be longed for than the light. I speak of a genuine one. And wonder not, for it were better for us that the sun should be extinguished than that we should be deprived of friends. Better to live in darkness than to be without friends. So, one of the most precious things that we can have in our lives are good friends. And I'm talking about friends that are willing to do whatever it takes in order to help prevent you from moving into sin. A friend that's going to be willing to say, hey, that looks like something that is sinful for you, or that's something that you struggle with and you should avoid it. A friend who is going to be with you through thick and thin. And St. John Chrysostom emphasizes the fact that we should be longing for friends like this more than we should even be longing for the light and it's better that the Sun be extinguished than for us to live in darkness and for and for us to live in darkness than to be without good friends this is a hard thing because our world today is not focused upon that kind of friendship most of the friends that people have and this is not to denigrate anyone out there, Um, but the fact is, is that most of us have, quote, friends who aren't willing to do those hard things. They aren't willing to step in and to say, hey, I love you enough that you need to avoid this thing or not do this thing, or when we do those things that are not our best nature, to step in and say, hey, you're better than that. I know you're better than that. And I'm here in order to help you rectify that. So we need to remember on this journey to holiness that we need that small circle of friends for the journey. Because all the saints before us had a small circle of friends. Two or three, four or five, Usually no more than that who were close confidants, who were there throughout all of their life. They were there in order to ensure that they would continue to be living that life of holiness that God had created them for. And one of the things and one of the reasons why I think we struggle with this idea in the world is because our world kind of tells us that we don't need friends, right? We're self-sufficient. We can. It's far better to not rely upon anyone else, but rather we should just get along on our own. But a genuine friend, as Saint John is talking about here, is someone who can not just see us who we as we are, but can also see our potential, can also see the goodness inherent in our hearts and minds, and they love us enough that they're going to inspire and encourage us and accompany us on that journey to become our best selves, which is to be a holy man or woman, a saint. This is what I'm trying to do in this podcast. This is a part of why I come and I try to share wisdom of the saints, but then also wisdom from my own journey and also the wisdom from those who God has brought into my life and from my own friends who have helped me stay on the path or when I went off the path cared enough about me to love me and to say, Christina, you're better than that. You need to do better than that. So when we have these kind of friends in our lives, we need to recognize that they are more precious than our own breath and we need to treat them as such but even more importantly, we should strive to be that kind of friend to others. Our food for the heart. This comes from, and I'm having to flip over my notes here. Uh, this comes from Don Augustin Gulliand in his book, The Prayer, of The Presence of God. And he writes, prayer is the duty of every moment. We ought to. Always to pray, said the Lord, and what he said he did. Therein lay his great power. Action accompanied Jesus' words and corresponded with them. We must pray always in order to be on our guard. Our life, both of body and soul, our natural and supernatural life, is like a fragile flower. We live surrounded by enemies. Ever since man rejected the light, that was meant to show him the way Everything has become for us an obstacle and a danger, and we live in the shadow of death So what Dom Augustine uh, talks about here is not to frighten us You know everything is a danger and is an obstacle. This is not to frighten us but rather is to help us be able to see reality for what it is that all things can be those dangers. All things can be obstacles for each of us. The challenge is is that each of us has different things that are obstacles and different things that are dangers to us. This is why we have friends. That's why having a precious good friend is so important. But he also speaks about the fact that prayer is not just the duty of every moment but it's also the key for helping us be capable of avoiding what might become a cause of sin in our lives so just like friends will help point out those obstacles those dangers prayer does the same why because Jesus is our best friend Jesus is going to tell us when we are moving towards things that are not in our best interest prayer helps us be on our guard and also helps us ensure that we're seeking out adequate protection both our natural and our supernatural life through prayer we receive supernatural graces of love and strength and courage and perseverance that we need to be able to overcome all the natural obstacles and challenges all those tragedies and sufferings that we will face and this is why we need to pray constantly even when prayer is difficult or it's not working when you're not feeling it, that that's a real common one. Just don't feel like praying or you feel like prayer isn't making any difference. These are the very times when we need to be doubling down on our commitment to try and pray as much as possible. Because it's through our prayer that we're going to receive exactly what we need, not necessarily what we want. And I know for me, I struggle with my prayer because of this is that I'm praying and I'm desiring the Lord to show me his will, but I'm wrestling with my own will, and especially those times when I don't realize it. And that's why having a, <clears throat> excuse me, having a good friend is so valuable because you can ask them, hey, I've been praying about this and this is what I'm desiring. But it doesn't seem like God is moving me towards that. Is this truly a good desire? Or is it about my own selfishness, my own desire for pleasure or comfort? Is it about my own desire for position or power? And a friend can help us with that. And this is where spending time with Jesus in prayer, having conversation with him, because that's what prayer is, is so important. When we spend time with our Lord, He will reveal to us His perspective, His view of things. Um, this uh, weekend is actually the story of the ten lepers, and although it's about the lepers, um, of Him saying, "Go and show yourselves to the priests, and you know, and and be he- and let them know that you've been healed." It was only one who recognized that he was healed and came back and gave thanks. And this was something that really struck me was the fact that here was a man in the gospel story. He's a Samaritan. Here is a man who technically wasn't worshiping the true God. But he was able to recognize that he had been healed. And his response was gratitude. Prayer does that for us when we are spending time with our Lord and we're allowing him to show us the events and what's going on in our lives from his perspective, and then we come to an understanding of our lives in light of his love for us, then what happens is that our desires are not taken away, rather they are purified And they're transformed and this is when we receive what we need not necessarily what we want so if we're striving to pray always and then we are trusting that God is going to provide exactly what we need when we need it then this is how we're able to avoid all of those dangers. This is how we're able to, despite being surrounded by enemies, as Dom Augustine tells us, we are able to live in the shadow of death and to fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. Our food for the hands comes from Pope St. Gregory the Great. He writes, When we attend to the needs of those in want, we give them what is theirs, not ours. More than performing works of mercy, we are paying a debt of justice. In our world today, um, people have many different reactions, uh, for example, to a person who is living on the street and might be asking for handouts might be a sign by a exit uh, coming off a traffic, you know, coming off a highway or at a traffic light. Or it could be just someone who is on the sidewalk and is asking for handouts. And everyone's reaction is different. But the fact is, is that when we attend to the needs of those who are wanting, to those who are hungry, for example, in this example that I'm using, then we're actually giving them what is theirs and it's not ours. Now, I know, especially our American side, he really struggles with this idea of the fact that this is actually not just performing a work of mercy, but is paying a debt of justice. Justice is about giving to others what is their due. And we are all due food, clothing, shelter, basic needs. This is why the corporal works of mercy, to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, all of these are care of the person. And there's basic needs that we all have, regardless of what's going on in our lives. We all are deserving of these things, regardless of what is going on in our lives. Now, I know it's easy for us to judge, and I do it. Where it'll be like well shoot why, why doesn't this person go out and find a job Or why You know why is this person You know having a problem again With you know getting tossed out Of an apartment being evicted Because they didn't pay their bills There's all sorts of different things That we'll judge people about But the fact is is that there but for the grace of God Go I Life is A uncertain thing In that we don't know what is going to come. We do know that there will be tragedies, there will be sorrows. But there will also be great joys and celebrations. There will be much love and there will be much hurt. All of these things are a part of life. But the fact is, is that when we give to others who are in want then we are giving them what is already theirs. Now, you might be going, Christina, I worked hard for my money. And here in this example that I'm using, you're telling me that I'm to give my hard earned money to someone who is sitting on a street corner. They're not working hard for it. Well, that's our judgment, isn't it? That's where we are judging others. The challenge in that moment for us is to respond to the need, to respond to the person's want, to what they are needing, It's for us to respond to that, not for us to judge how they might go and take what we've given them. So we have to remember that from the very beginning even though yes we worked hard for that money it's all really gods when you look at the big picture the fact is is that all that we have been given is grace we've all been given grace and we've been blessed for example in this instance of i've worked hard you know for my money well i've been given the grace to be able to work hard have been given the opportunity to be able to have a place to work, to work hard in. So we need to remember that it's all God's. And the corporal and spiritual works of mercy help us go about paying a debt of justice. And we owe this debt to all our brothers and sisters all around us. We have to strive to not be attached to anything That's going to cause us to not be able to perform these works of mercy. Because again, none of us deserves all of what we have. Others have helped and provided for us in some way. And it's this assistance that's given us the chance to acquire whatever it is that we might have. I know this is real hard to hear because... Our society, especially American society, is really focused upon self-sufficiency and, you know, the self-made man or woman, that whole idea. But the fact is, is that everything has been given to us. We are but stewards of it. All of our time, our talent, our treasure is not for our benefit alone. It's for the benefit of others as well. And this is what justice is about is about learning to one not be attached to the things that we have been given but to freely share them in generosity and then also to learn how to properly share what we have and we do that and we get to practice that through works of mercy when we're doing our part to bring justice into the world especially those people that we encounter in our daily life, then what happens is, is that we are growing in virtue. And we are growing in love and generosity. And we're being signs of that love and generosity, but particularly mercy to those around us so that they can be helped, be it through a material thing that we might share or give, be it money uh, at the side of the road or by praying for people who are in need and struggling with depression or for those who are, you know, praying for the dead or for instructing the ignorant or for giving, you know, giving drink to the thirsty or clothing the naked. All of these many ways help us grow in our capacity to be more and more just With our brothers and sisters for us to be more and more generous in our expression of love for our brothers and sisters when we do these things we are becoming witnesses of god's grace and love for us but also being instruments of god's love and grace for others our food for the feet comes from St. Catherine of Genoa. She writes, I see clearly with the interior eye that the sweet God loves with a pure love the creature that he has created and has a hatred for nothing but sin which is more opposed to him than can be thought or imagined. Many times, Jesus tells us in the Gospels, How opposed he is to sin. He even goes so far as to say that we should cut off a limb rather than allow it to cause us to sin. So we shouldn't have any doubts in our mind about how serious sin is. But our world tells us a different story, doesn't it? The world tells us sin isn't that important. And in fact, Our world suggests that there's no such thing as sin. It's just, that's good for you, this is good for me, and there really isn't any sin. Well, that's not true. This is completely not the case. And Jesus teaches us this. We cannot be fooled. We cannot allow our interior eye to be darkened. We have to try and cultivate that same pure love that God who created us to have, we need to have that same hatred for sin because when we are sinning, then we are opposing God and His will for us, usually in more ways than we can even think or imagine. We might think that, oh, this doesn't hurt anybody, that this doesn't this isn't really, you know, sinful. But the fact is, is that just like weeds in a garden, those weeds that are left untended soon overrun the garden. And we have to be attentive to trying to get all of those weeds out of our garden, our garden of the soul in this instance. St. Teresa of Avila talks about it often, about the garden of our soul. And one of the greatest ways that we can tend to our garden is to pray the rosary. Mary helps us be able to come to understand how it is that different behaviors or different attitudes might be leading us away from her son. And she helps us in meditating upon the mysteries which are the lives and events of her son and herself or in truths that the church teaches um, or about lives of saints whenever we are meditating upon these things then what happens is that we have the opportunity to be able to grow in holiness we just celebrated Our Lady of the Rosary and the Feast of Our Lady of Rosary, or known as Our Lady of Victory. If you don't know the story of the Battle of Lepanto, which happened October 7th in 1571, go and look it up. Battle of Lepanto. A phenomenal story, and uh, it, it gives you an idea of the power that prayer can have. But the reason I bring up the Rosary is because we have tried to replace God. We have made ourselves our ultimate source of happiness. And we think that because we have everything that we need, that we don't need God. And what that leads us to is a lack of gratitude. And this goes back to the lepers and recognizing our need for God. We need to recognize How much we need God's grace so that we can recognize when we are moving towards sin He gives us the help of friends. He gives us himself in grace and prayer and also in the sacraments But the biggest thing is that we need to remember that He always desires only what is good for us Because he is a good father Because he loves us so much. He loves us beyond measure. He loves us that, you know, in such a way that we can't even imagine that love. We can't imagine the depth of his mercy either. So when we are trying to develop that pure love that's like God, In order for us to have a similar hatred for sin, so that we never oppose God or his will for us. The rosary, Mary, can help us do that. So, in your journey, make sure that you are turning to Our Lady. That you're turning to the saints. That you're getting all the help that you can find through Mary and the saints and your friends and through the teachings of the church and the magisterium, so that you can be that saint. But most importantly, so that you can be that sign of God's love and mercy in the world. And that's how we make a difference each and every day. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, the first one is to look and at your friends and see whether or not you really have a friend. Look for whether or not someone is actually helping you become your best self, whether or not they're supporting your desire to grow in holiness. And a way that you can take a real practical action, a concrete step is for you to be that kind of friend to someone else. Be a friend that empowers someone to become the saint that God created them to be. Another resolution would be, I talked about the rosary and Our Lady of the Rosary and how it is that she is the best friend that you could ever have. So if you're not praying the rosary, uh, I encourage you to do so. Praying the rosary is your opportunity to hang out in the school of Mary, and to uh, consider the life of Jesus. Uh, That's what uh, St. John Paul II described about praying the rosary, is that it's the school of Mary. And just as Mary had Jesus sitting at her feet, when we do the same, then we too grow in friendship with her, and she points us in the right direction, because she always is pointing towards her son. And finally, I talked also about justice and about works of mercy, both corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And oftentimes we are more prompted to do a work of mercy for a stranger or someone that we don't know. But my challenge to you this week is to do a work of mercy for someone close to you. Actually, maybe do it for the people closest to you. Do a work of mercy. Uh, feed the hungry unexpectedly, you know, or uh, pray for them and their own journey in, towards holiness. So I hope that those resolutions help you be able to practically apply what I was sharing about in the episode this week. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons here, and I just want to let you know about this exciting opportunity that's coming up in December. It's a Eucharistic Summit, Sowing Hope into Broken Hearts, and I am privileged to be one of the 20 speakers that are a part of this virtual event that's going to be happening again, December 6th, 7th, and 8th. You can register for this free event um, using the registration link that I'll put in the podcast show notes. Or keep an eye out for emails uh, that I'll be sending out to my email list as well as my social media. But just keep an eye out for this Eucharistic Summit, Sowing Hope into Broken Hearts, happening December 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's free, and it's going to be a beautiful opportunity for you to be able to uh, connect with and listen to some phenomenal speakers throughout that time frame. Again, one of which uh, happens to be me. So I hope that you sign up and I look forward to seeing you all there. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.